journey and a purpose just for y'all, just like all y'all. It's very important to only fit in what he gave you to do. You can try to make it work, but long term, do you think you would have been able to walk for the rest of your life in those shoes? Right. You would have been goofy, right? You would have been feeling real, real weird. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. So it's an A to Z guide. So we are highlighting the first three chapters of the book. So we talked about being authentic, and that's what we're going to ask questions about you. Being authentic and being comfortable in your own skin being brave and being how to overcome fear, and then being confident in who God made you, knowing that you're enough. And once you know that, you can accomplish anything, right? So yes, we're gonna be talking about that a little bit more, but I just passed some handouts out, and as we all um, get started in our conversation, the girls are actually taking this um, worksheet called Fear Factor, and I have like some general fears that people have, public speaking, family drama, money, those types of things. Mm -hmm. And they're putting little dots and stickers just as like on a scale of how much they fear that. Because most everybody has the same types of fears. And then we're gonna talk about how to overcome those fears and how most of them, they're just in your head. So fear, they say, is false evidence appearing real. It's something that they have learned. Fear is learned. It's not something that we're taught. Nobody teaches you to be afraid of that. But it's not by just watching people. You might, your parents might have been afraid of the same things. Or you might have struggled with those things, and that's why you're afraid of them. So we're going to go around, and by show of hands, we're going to see exactly what those fears are for the people. And we're going to talk about how to overcome them. So who said that public speaking was a fear of that? So not many of y'all. One, two, three... Four, five, six, about six, seven people said public speaking. Family drama. Who was afraid of family drama? Yes. Money. Who has a fear of not having enough money? Yeah, everybody. Okay. Yes. Making friends. Who's afraid of trying to make new friends? Okay. Picked on by bullies. Who's afraid of that? Who's suffering and struggling through that now? Okay. Getting sick. Who's afraid of getting sick? We're going to dig deeper into that. Doing something new. Who's afraid to try new things? Bad dreams. Y'all had nightmares? Okay, not reaching goals. Who's afraid of not reaching their goals? Friendship drama. Looks and weight. Who is afraid of not looking good enough and not weighing properly? Okay. Bad grades. Wow, everybody's scared of bad grades. Boy drama. Okay, moving away. Who's afraid of moving away? And the death of a loved one. Oh, everybody. Now, who has a fear that was not on here? Okay, what was it? Bugs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who's afraid of bugs? Okay, I think nobody likes bugs, but there's nothing to be afraid of. We're going to go through these and just say what the fear comes from, what the root of the fear is and how to overcome it. So public speaking, what are you afraid of when it comes to public speaking? Is it because you don't think people are going to receive you? Is it afraid because you're not prepared? You don't know your subject? Have you all um, had that fear before? Because y'all can public speaking. Yeah. I, I, and what, I, you did. I was very nervous. So, so what do you think the root of your fear was? I think the root of my fear was um, just being fluent. Like, I used to get tongue twisted a lot because I was nervous on what I would say next. Because I sometimes I have to like think about it before I say it, so it might register a little longer than normal. Right. So that was my fear. Exactly. Mm -hmm. How about you? It was the same because I'm I talk so fast and you don't have so much language or something. So I'm like, oh, that I one day in Spanish and the next one I'm um, Jamaican. So I just like slow down, 
kind of get your information together and just being prepared because I'm I'm always a last minute person. I'm like, okay, just give it to me, I'll read it. And it's like, no, calm down, you should do the night before, or even like while you're doing your makeup. I'm like, I do it when I get in the car. So just, you know, just being prepared like is like my fear. And just know how to calm down. Okay, just live back. And just take time. One time. So if you have a, a class project, or someone's asked you to speak about something, a way that we've heard to overcome fear is to be prepared, take your time, take deep breaths, and just slow down. So that's a fear that we actually can get rid of, right? So if you all take that, I don't know if y'all are taking notes, you can take notes on the back of those uh, pages. Just take notes of that so that you can conquer that fear because anything can be conquered. God will not put you here on this earth with a bunch of fear that you gotta run around being scared of and not being able to do the things that he called you to do. So we're gonna go through these. If y'all these this y'all were afraid of most all of these. And it was a lot of people that, that rose raised their hand for most of, more than half of them. So we're gonna go through this really quickly and talk about it. Family drama. Who said they were afraid of family drama? And why do you think that is? Why do you think you're afraid of family drama? You've seen a lot of it? And has anybody got heard or shot of something? Oh, okay, so what's the fear coming from? I don't like my family. Yeah, but confrontation sometimes is not a bad thing. Sometimes that's what's needed to be able to resolve an issue. Have y'all ever dealt with family drama? And were y'all afraid of it? Is it something that made you feel like really like scared in your household? Yeah, I mean, me growing up, I, I always had my mom, she's here back there past, so you already came, so my mother's a past, I am PK. So she came out to support me. But I had, um, growing up, I did have a little bit of family drama, but it was like, y'all gonna be together every week. Y'all not, y'all not, not. Just shoot the, the child support out. But other than that, it was, it was cool. I, I mean, it was drama when it was a drama. And I just knew that growing up, I just stayed in my place. Me and my sister just, we had to, to stay focused. Like, you know, and just look at the bigger picture that I say, my mom and my dad, and they're not together for a reason. So I got to be that alone. Get at the guy. Exactly. Hmm. I never really had a really deep family drama to, to the fact where I was like scared to be in my household, but I mean, we had like little issues that we just overcame, probably the next day. Real petty, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't, my parents didn't argue in front of me. I think they went behind closed doors, but I never heard a bunch of yelling, arguing, fussing. They probably did because they ended up divorced, but they just hid it from us. But yeah, all families have drama. That's one, which one to know. Families have drama. Friends have drama. People have drama. The thing is, it is the type of drama that is causing you to stop doing the things that you're supposed to do. If you can't even function, if you can't sleep, if you can't do your homework, if you can't work, if you can't eat, those types of things, if it's that severe, then yes, that might not be something to be afraid of, but it's something that where something in your life has to change. But with family drama, just know that it's normal. And it, as long as it doesn't turn violent, that's another situation. But yeah, just give it to God, pray about it. He hears you. He said, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. So he is very, very interested in every little part of your life. Seriously, you can ask him anything. And if he gives you peace about it, you pray about it, he gives you the peace about it, know that he's working behind the scenes to fix it. So you can give it to him. You don't have to carry that all that by yourself. You can just give it to him. So money, money issues. Everybody talked about not having enough. And most people, most black people, they grow up with not enough or just enough. So they always do have that fear. But what can you think that the girls can do to make sure that they can overcome that? Because I don't know about you, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. To be able to even get where I am, it took a lot of hard work. It took a lot of dedication and consistency to be able to reach success where I could pay bills and not have to worry about it. But yeah, I've had that worry before. But like I said, you pray and give it to God. What else, else would you say to the girls? Um, for me, um, growing up, you know, my parents, um, my mom has three kids, so when I'm the youngest on her side. And we had grown up, but we was, I didn't grow up in like, oh my gosh, she get this, she get that. No, it was, never, nothing was handed to me. Of course, we had to work. And moving from Miami to South Carolina, 
we definitely had to work. And you know, in that country town of Columbia, like it's like you not you not a man, girl. You not riding around no baby girl. I got a hot seat, okay, tutu. So you know, um, <laughs> with my mother and my father made sure that we had and um, we were comfortable. That was her big thing. Just you know, and being a a, a woman, she uh, a female in this business, she want to make sure that I'm okay. You know, because it's a lot that I could go out on the streets and do, anybody could do, and get money. But it's a certain way that you have to do it. You have to always be a lady. And I, in this industry, it's been up and down. You know, one day you're hot, one day you're not. One day you have, next day you don't. So um, for me, just give, I, I gotta say give it to God and just let God definitely make sure you're okay. Like allow God to, Whatever you guys need, ask him to do it. Because I don't know, to me, as far as money, you just gotta let him know what you need and what you want, he'll get you. That's how I see it. Um, for me, I grew up with a single um, parent mom, and she made a way for me, anything I needed. I was like a, the only child, so I was very spoiled. But she had multiple jobs. She probably worked about three jobs just to make sure I get what I want. But I always, I instilled that that hustle from her, um, just to create goals and just work for it. Um, it's a lot of money to be made out here in Atlanta, I mean, in the world. And if you create goals and you actually execute and plan for it, you will, you will get to that goal. Never give up, like never give up. I remember um, had, having this idea for having like t-shirt line. I didn't think that I was gonna make no money. I was going to college, I was like, well, let me just try a t-shirt line. I did t-shirts that had like little graphics on it. I used to wear it. I used to tell my friends to wear it. And I used to sell t-shirts. I probably was like 14, selling t-shirts. So don't give up on your dreams or your goals. Whatever you have a passion for, just work towards it and you will make some money. Trust me. Sorry. For me, you know, having my own radio show, before all this Instagram fame, let's just be clear, I had to work. Again, leaving, leaving from Miami, going to South Carolina, going to Raleigh for, um, for college, and then going to Charlotte when I was doing radio, there was no money involved. I was doing it off, just me, just wanting to do radio, me having my own show. And I wasn't getting paid for it. I was working at hotels, still trying to chase my dream. You know, don't ever shy away from getting money and still hustling on the same time to go what you want, what you need to do. And as far as if you want to do a radio, if you want to do, be an actress, you can work at a hotel and still go on auditions. You could still intern at a radio station and still work at Dollar Tree. I did it all and I got fired from every single job I had. Thank you, hello, Dollar Tree, TJ Maxx, fired me. Um, and you, everyone knows the artist, the baby. I was working with him and I was only getting $300 a month just from booking his, 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 his college shows, his high school shows. And I wasn't getting anything, but I love that entertainment of the industry, the music industry, and I wanted it so bad. And Arnold Taylor, which is his manager now at um, SMG, said, oh no, we have to fire you because your focus is not with us. You want to do comedy, and that's cool. But right now, we can't do that. You know, but it was, I, I, and to this day, I love him for that because it made me just keep, continue to keep hustling for what I wanted to do. And the, the day I got fired, the baby called me and was like, I already told you this ain't for you. Like, you need to go do your comedy, girl. Like, and I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. Like, it was, it was weird. Like, I, I wanted to work with them, but then I was like, I need my own. Like, I got getting viral off Instagram. I got my following. I, I want to get out of this office. And I think Arnold felt that energy, but it didn't, I didn't stop. I kept going. I kept going. I kept like I want this. I wanna. I wanna make sure my sister's okay. I wanna make sure my mom's okay. I wanna make sure everybody's okay. And I wanna make sure I'm okay. And I got a Honda Civic. I wanna get out of 2010. Okay, so I'm like, <laughs> I wanna work. So to this day, I still have a good relationship with Arnold Taylor, and I always tell him every time I see him, like, thank you, thank you for telling me I was fired. Thank you for telling me keep going because today, you know, it's nonstop. I'm just keep going. Yeah. So one thing I got from what you, you both were saying was you didn't chase the money. You chased your purpose. You were doing what you had to do until you could do what you wanted to do. And even if you had to get pushed there, fired to get there, that's happened to me. Even if you have to be pushed, just chase God, chase your purpose, and then the money will come. And most of the time when people are chasing money, 
and that's all they'll get. They're gonna lose part of their soul when you're chasing money. But if you're chasing God and you're chasing your purpose and the things that he created you to do, the money is gonna come and you'll still be intact. You won't lose your soul. You won't have to sell yourself. Like V said, you don't have to do the things that other people might have to do. And it's not to talk down on them because they're doing what they have to do or what they feel like they have no other choice to do. But once they get a glimpse of who they are, their value, and the fact that there's specific talents and skills and abilities that God already put into them, and they put that together and they find their purpose, then that's where the money will come. You will never have to work about, worry about money if you follow God's purpose for your life. So the book does talk about reaching your goals and finding your purpose. Okay, so making friends. Hard to make friends, especially hard to trust people. I think that's, the, that's where the fear comes from. You might make a new friend and they might be somebody else's friend next week. They might turn on you the next month. They might be smiling at you while you're telling your secrets and they're telling your secrets to someone else. So yes, the fear I feel like when it comes to making new friends is really trust. And the Bible doesn't say trust people. The Bible says trust God. So when you trust people and put that all your trust in people, that's where you make the mistake. People have to earn that trust. Respect is given, trust is earned. You have to really listen to what people say. They'll tell on themselves. They'll tell what their intentions and motives are in your life. I call them hitchhikers when they're looking for a free ride. You got in a, on the journey of life, on the journey to your purpose, you have to look out for those hitchhikers. The people are just, they got their thumb out. They're just looking for whose vehicle they can get in. And you might be in a vehicle of success, a vehicle of purpose, a vehicle of fame, fortune, and they just be looking for the ride, the next ride. They might be not even supposed to be in your car. They're not helping you. Are they gonna change the tire when it gets flat? Are they gonna be there for you when things go bust? No, they're just there for the moment. So yeah, I know that fear of making friends, but you have to listen to them. The words will tell it all. If they're talking bad about their other friends, best believe they'll do that to you. If they're using their other friends, best believe they'll do it to you. If they have no respect for their parents, then they have no respect for you. And definitely, if they don't love themselves, they can't love you. So that fear can go away when you learn to look at the signs. It's called discernment. And God gave it to all of us, but we have to tap into it. It's always playing like the radio, but we don't always turn it on. So you have to turn that discernment on and ask God, show me, is this my real friend? And this is the prayer that I pray. Expose, reveal, and remove the people that are not supposed to be in my life. Expose them for their true intentions, reveal their motives and how they really feel about me, and then remove them from my life if they're not supposed to be here. And you're gonna you be hurt when it happens. It might, you might be disappointed, you might have be totally shocked that that person wasn't even there for you. But you'll be glad because the people that are supposed to be around you, those are the people that God will bring around you, but sometimes it takes time. Don't jump into and give your all to just some stranger or some new person because they have to earn that. And, you, and if, they don't, if they don't have a relationship with the Lord, then how can they know how to love somebody or themselves? Because that's gonna be their moral compass. But if they just living from anything, they'll play a role like they going for an Oscar. They will play a role and pretend that they're your friends to get what they want. So I understand that fear, but what, what advice do you all have to overcome that fear of trusting people? Get it, making friends, and what tips can you give them so that they won't be played by these new people that, that come in their lives? Again, praying about it. That's God always revealing. So I'm always on my knees asking God to reveal because I'm in this world of everybody want in, everybody want an opportunity, everybody wants to be your friend. Yesterday I was going through situations with friends from Jersey, Miami, New York, everybody calling me, like, can you do this, can you do that? And it's like, they don't, some friends don't understand. You know, some friends don't get it. Like, some days I'm just trying to work on myself, give me a minute, you know, and if I complain, then other friends know that I complain. Then now I'm looking for that friend because I don't have time, and I'm like a brand new Hollywood, because I just, it's like, you don't even know what I got going on today, sir, or ma'am. You don't know if I'm dealing with something. If I got a little headache, or if I'm dealing with anxiety today, or something, you know, just don't come at me. It, friends gonna, a lot of friends change when you're changing too, you know, so you gotta watch that. 
you know, you got to know that. For me, again, prayer works. And God will reveal who needs to be in your life at always. Because that's one of my prayers. I'm like, God will move them, keep me discernment. I ask that whatever going on inside of me or around me, remove it. So that's how I go. That's what I live by all the time. Gonna piggyback from the both of them. I'm so here for the praying, just to reveal the people's true in intentions, because you just never know what their true intentions and motives are behind being your friend. Um, I mean, I always had friend drama. No, like I'm just gonna be honest. I had a lot of friend drama, but when you grow, a lot of things, a lot of people reveal their true colors. So, um, just test people and just pray about it. And some friends are for a season. Yeah. That friend might have been with you in school. You might have known them from the old neighborhood. But that doesn't mean that they, you should take them to your next chapter. Yeah. It might be somebody that you say, hey, how you doing? Oh, I, watch me on TV. Watch me on this. Oh, yeah, I got this project going on. You can invite them. But don't bring them in your inner circle. Don't tell them your business. Right. Don't trust them. Don't loan them money. You have to be able to categorize your friends. So don't fear about that. Just know how to deal with it. And there's a friendship chapter in the book. Okay. <laughs> um, getting picked on by bullies. That's a big one. Because I know I got picked on. I was the smallest, the loudest. I was me from the very beginning. And then they just want to be a shrink. That's all Okay. <laughs> Serious. I... I learned like a long time ago, the bullies are miserable. And they're mad, usually. They're going through something, and most bullies are being bullied at home, in their personal life. So I know it's hard. You do have to pray for your enemies, people that treat you bad. But at the same time, you have to stand your ground. You can't allow anyone to mistreat you. You have to know who you are. Little crowns y'all got, you have to know that you are a princess, you are a queen in the making, you are royalty, you are God's daughter. You can't let anybody treat you any kind of way and you just take it. You have to stand up for yourself. And that don't mean you go snitch and run to the teacher. If necessary, they're putting their hands on you, yes. However, it's about speaking to them in a way that makes them feel like they can't get away with it. When people would pick on me or say something about me or talk about my teeth, talk about my this, talk about my that, I told them, don't hate on me. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Once they know that you have the confidence, even if you have to fake the confidence, once they know it, they're going to leave you alone. They're just looking to see who can, who can make them feel better about themselves. Don't allow it. You speak, you speak your mind. You stand your ground. And then if you have to bring in an authority, someone that is there, if they're being violent or physically abusive to you, then you, you, you start speaking up. What, um, first of all, I want to hear y'all's testimonies about being bullied. If you all, were you, were you all bullied? Talked about? Yes. And how did you overcome that? Um, fifth, fifth grade, it happened, I was getting called giraffe. I was the tallest one in school. So, he's called me giraffe. You know, you look like this, got freckles on your face, it's too much. So, for me, I didn't understand it. Like, of course, because my sister was in school, so nobody was really gonna, like, fight me because I had her. So, I mean, I guess it stopped then, but when I got to college, I got my car vandalized by, girl, they love that car. It's like, Jesus. I got my car vandalized. Um, I was doing radio. I had my radio show in college, and I came outside and I see my car on, like, three wheels. And I said, oh, what's what happened So I was like, okay, it's homecoming. You know, it's a lot of people coming back to homecoming. Like everybody's in school, like everybody's excited, clubs, parties on campus. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is a mistake. Like, what's, what's, what's happening? I come outside, my, my laptop's on the ground. You can watch this on YouTube as well, because um, I had clips on um, back in school. You could see how my car looked, and it had red and black paint on it. And I was trying to, I was online at that time, too, trying to be a Delta. And, um, that didn't work that night. You know, I was so upset because I'm like, who did this? And I knew who it was. And um, this person been bullying me since I've been in school, you know, my sophomore year. Um, and it was over a guy as well, over a guy. 
And every day she would see me, she would say something. One day me and her um, shook shoulders a little bit. And I wasn't trying to fight, I, that wasn't me at all. But you know, for her, I had to just look at her like, girl, you gonna stop this today though. Like this, this is what we're not gonna do. And my best friend came down from South Carolina, and she's like, uh-uh, girl, what you want me to do? Because I don't have time. This girl keep hitting you, not doing nothing. She messed up your car, now you gotta have a rental car. My mom came down um, from South Carolina to help me out that night, um, the same night. And it was like, I don't know how many hours it was, mom, but it was like six hours, four or five, or whatever it was. And I had no car the whole semester um, until I got my, my little car. And um, yeah, I was bullied so bad in college, like by this one girl. And God, I'm like ugly, so at the end of the day, what you shoot to this child, and you don't know what's gonna happen, you know? And I don't know how she's doing now, but I know she probably is a big fan of mine right now, telling her friends about me. You know, you gotta keep a stack, you gotta keep, you gotta keep it, you gotta keep it real. I know all her friends under my post right now and telling me they love me, and I'm like, I see you, girl. And my thing is, I don't say sorry just to, you know, I don't, I don't want to sorry from her. I'm okay because God has a blessing tenfold. So whatever you, whatever you're seeing on the gram, see me and all that. And I don't, I don't be uppity. I'm like, oh yeah, girl, period. No, I want you to see the glow. I want to see that you messed with me in college and you messed with God's child. But look what he did. So you fighting over a guy. And he didn't want both of us, okay? He didn't do, he had to do it left, okay? So, and then I, my car got messed up. This the car that I bought on my own, you know? And, you know, it was, it was really bad. And again, I bossed up, that's how I overcame it. I was like, look, Jesus, it is what it is. Do what you got to do in my life. And he's doing it, and again, she's a big fan. I gotta get her a shirt. Exactly, <laughs> Yes, and most of that bullying comes from jealousy. That's what I just got from that. Jealousy. They, they just want to be you. So that it's very important, like I said earlier, to stay yourself. Don't let someone bullying you make you change your personality, make you change your, your words and your language. And we have a little activity. I need four volunteers. Four volunteers. Okay, y'all, y'all two, and y'all two. Samir, Jamie, and y'all two. Love you. Come on. Just to drive, point, drive the point home of being yourself and how it feels when you try to be someone else. So this is a little game. Y'all are going to, y'all take your shoes off. New black bottles that just came out. <laughs> y'all gonna um, put these on. Now, two of y'all gonna be up here, and two are gonna be back there. So two of y'all go back, go to the back where like the table where the food is. Okay, y'all two, you put these on, and you put these on. Be Exactly. Okay, so y'all don't have to run. But what y'all gonna do is, you go to the back, walk regular, then you're gonna switch with your teammate. And then the teammate, then the teammate comes back. Okay, ready? DJ, play some music while they go up there. Okay, go. Y'all come up here. I got some questions to ask y'all. 
first of all, oh, you look, ooh, yeah, yeah. Okay, now take them off, and I have some questions to ask y'all. First, first team, how did that make you feel? How did it feel walking back there in those shoes? Nervous. Okay. Confident. You felt confident? Yes. Okay. And, and why did, did the shoes fit you? No, not at all. <laughs> but you felt confident. Were they uncomfortable though? But they didn't fit you, but they weren't uncomfortable. But you were able to make it work. Okay. And what, how did that make you? Good. It made you feel good? Where the shoe, did the shoes fit you? A little bit too big. Okay, too, too big. So did you feel like you, you looked real fabulous walking down there? Yes. You felt like that? Oh, okay, well you didn't. And, um, <laughs> okay, and tell me, Samira, how did, that, how did those shoes feel to you? Floppy, right? Did you feel silly in them? Mm -hmm. Okay, and how'd you feel, Jada? Because you you had you struggled even getting them on. Funny. Funny? Okay. So the, the moral of the, the story is did y'all think y'all had like to race or something? Okay. Yeah, I wanted y'all to feel how it feels to be in someone else's shoes. And the importance of staying fitting, staying in your own lane and in your own shoes. You had those shoes on, they didn't fit you, right? And you felt like you had to hold on to your sister, right? Yeah, you, you can't walk your journey. You can walk alongside someone, but it's your journey. And sometimes it'll take you away from your sister. You won't have her hand to hold. So you felt funny, you felt silly, you felt confident. Even though the shoes didn't fit you, you made it work, right? But the importance of being in your shoes being in the shoes that God created for you, being walking the journey that he created for you before he even created the world. He knew when you would be born, he knew everything about you. And he created a journey and a purpose just for y'all, just like all y'all. It's very important to only fit in what he gave you to do. You can try to make it work, but long term, do you think you would have been able to walk for the rest of your life in those shoes? Right. You would have been goofy, right? You would have been feeling weird, real weird. Your feet would have been hurting and everything. Walk in the journey that's tailor-made for you. I know you came up here for a prize, didn't you? <laughs> she loved prizes. But no, for real, thank you so much. Go ahead and put y'all shoes on. That was just a little activity to show. You can't walk in anyone else's shoes. You can't walk in anyone else's journey. So even if you're bullied, even if you're talked about, even if you're called names, don't change who you are for anyone. We talked about having, as goals, your best version of yourself is the only person that you should be looking at, at as goals. Look in the mirror, say God make me better in this area. Take inventory of who you are, the positive things you want to embrace, the negative things you want to get rid of, and you want to improve and change, and you can do that in 30 days or more. You make sure you give yourself that challenge, but you don't have to change your shoes for, for anyone. You walk in your shoes, you got it? Okay, so we went over a lot of fears. Let's see the other ones really quickly before we move on to the next one. Um, people talking about bullies, getting sick. Getting sick, who was afraid of getting sick? And why is that? Yell it out. Why are you afraid of getting sick? It seems like on your birthday you always get sick. You have some type of illness. It's just been falling on your birthday. So that sounds like a pattern. When you see patterns like that, then that means something is trying to attack your birthday. So you can come against anything that's trying to attack your birthday. So when is your birthday? Okay, lay hands on yourself. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for creating London. I come against anything that is attacking her birthday. I thank you that she walks in divine health from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet in Jesus' name. I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for her sicknesses, and you took sickness so she doesn't have to take it. Anything that comes against her has to die on contact in Jesus' name. She will have a beautiful birthday for the rest of her entire life, and she will live a long, healthy, anointed, prosperous life forever in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You receive that? Okay, your birthday is going to be amazing from now on, and you will never be sick again on your birthday. So those fears come from things that are happening, and those 
fears from, come from patterns in your life. And when you see those things, you need to pray and come against those things. Because the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that, he's actually looking for ways he can do that. So when you see those negative things that keep coming at you in the same type of way, he knows that he's getting you that same type of way. But you can come against him because God said you have the authority. And he's supposed to be under your feet. So if he ever gets from beneath your feet, that means he's in an improper place. So don't let the devil get from beneath your feet. You, you can tell him what to do. Tell him to go back to hell where he came from. Tell him to take the sickness with you. Take the fear with him. Take the sickness with him. Take the fear with him. And you don't have to accept or receive anything that you don't want. Y'all got it? Okay. Doing something new. Who's afraid of doing something new and why? Because it's exciting to do something new. It might be scary, but the excitement of it should take over the fear. So I know y'all have tried new things. What inspired you all to try new things and what caused you to overcome that fear of like, oh, I don't want to fail? This is a really good topic for me. Um, when you have like an idea or you have like a, something that you really love doing, I think, so I think trying new things is definitely a test. So if I test something like, if I say, oh, I want to try to do makeup, and I try to do makeup, but I'm really not into servicing someone, I see that and I test it and I'm like, okay, this is not for me. But I try it out. I'm not, I'm not afraid to try it out because there's nothing you can lose at the end of the day. Like you can say, one thing I am afraid of losing is money. Because you have to, you have to put in money to make money sometimes. Well, most of the time. So if you want to invest in yourself, I don't see why not. But make sure it's, uh, just make sure it's an important, like, and it makes sense. And it makes sense for you to invest in yourself and you will get profit back. But if not, I feel like just give it a try. I'm always, I'm all about risk. I think life is a risk. Like when you wake up, you go to sleep. It's a risk. You can wake up and not be not be breathing. But I think when you have that mindset and you're like, oh, I know I can do it, or oh, I love doing this, why not try it? So I just look at it like that. <clears throat> I like change, so I'm down for it. You know, I like to try new things. Um, again, doing comedy. You know, didn't come. It came. It, for me, it didn't come overnight because I was so chasing again while working at you know with Honor Taylor and the baby. Then I was doing administrative work and working at a hotel and still trying to find myself. And I was so ashamed to say I worked at a hotel because I was that girl always involved in college. I was that girl always doing this, but I had to figure it out. And that was a change for me. I had to go that route. That was something new. Girl, your room is ready. You're in 201. Here's your towels. Here's your toothbrush, your toothpaste. I was ready. I was ready for a breakthrough so bad. But I appreciate that change now because it it keeps me grounded still, and it, it remains me humble. Because at the end of the day, any everything is not just. It, no one's career is always here. It's always ups and it's always down. So for me, I mean, I'm all about change. I'm all about trying something new. Again, we all have, like Debella said, took a risk. Some, some, every day we live is something, we're daring. You gotta be daring, you gotta know that you're gonna fail some way, somehow. It's never gonna be, oh my God, I got this goal, I, I, I'm here, I'm up, oh no. You're gonna, someday, some way, some shape or form, God's gonna give you a lesson, and he's gonna tell you, like, look girl, get it together, because I, I gave it to you, I can take it back. Get your life in order, so, yeah. That's good, and I also feel like, no, I've read something where it said, no one fails, you either, you either succeed or you learn. And I think even with your hospitality job, you probably learned hard work, you probably learned serving others, you probably, it probably shaped you and made you even better for what you were supposed to do. So there's nothing that is a waste of time. But like they better said, you have to count the cost. You have to make sure that what you're trying to do is not just on a whim, because you saw somebody else do. Oh, I see she making all this money doing micro shade, and I'm gonna try that, I'm gonna take this $2,000 class Get all these equipment, open up a little plate, do the micro shit. You ain't doing that. Because what if you get in somebody's face, you don't even like germs? What if they ain't brushed their teeth in that? 
What if they don't even wash their face? What if they got crust coming out their ears? Are you gonna really do that? Some people have the stomach to even, like to be a doctor, to be a nurse, those types of things. You might not even have the stomach for that. So count the cost. The Bible does want us to count the cost. So don't do anything that you just know that you don't wanna do, you've never had any type of, of curiosity about it at all, and it's just something that you just came out in the blue. But when it's things that you can't stop thinking about, when it's things that keep you up at night, when it's things that you never get tired of researching, you always on YouTube, you always on Google, you buy every book for it, those are the things that are gonna really be in, the, in your path that you should try. Don't ever stop trying the things that you know that you can't even sleep without thinking of. You can't even go to bed if you're thinking about it hours before bed, all the way to sleep, you're dreaming about it, waking up thinking about it, and you're telling people about it. Um, I also heard multimillionaires, they always say that check your failure rates, they call it failure, I call it learning, but check your failure rate, and they said double it. Because if you're not failing at something, that means you're not trying anything. So try those things that keep you up at night. Try those things that you're obsessed about. Those might be the things that really lead you to a fulfilling life. We're gonna do a raffle, just to break it up a little bit. So pull out your little tickets. I'm gonna get me to choose. We're gonna do two. Let's do that a lot of this. Okay. Okay, V's gonna call out a number. Get your raffle cards out. All right, y'all. Ticket number is 003079. Who is it? Come on down, come on down. Girl, like That's the one who let it run. Girl, you know you're gonna win. Lucky. And she know where it's at too. Let me get this first one. <laughs> Okay. Okay, let's see. Uh, winner number two is ticket number is 003070. Ashley, where Ashley? Hey, girl. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, ticket, yeah. We got some, some sponsored gifts too, these little pretty candles. Yeah, I knew you were going to pick one of them. I want one too. <laughs> okay, so we are going to go ahead with our list. Want something new? Bad dreams. Who said they were afraid of bad dreams? Who has nightmares? All the time? Every night? What y'all watching and eating at night? Y'all kids, y'all shouldn't be having nightmares every night. What you having nightmares about? Come up here. Right, he does. Mm-hmm, the sleep, so you can't do what you need to do. So you can be worn out. What you have a nightmare? Um, horror So are you watching the horror movie? You need to stop. Some people can't watch horror movies. Sometimes it, horror movies, yeah, they might be entertaining, but sometimes it opens a door to be in your dreams. So if y'all are having dreams after you're watching horror movies, the fear is caused by something you've done, right? So what does that tell you? Don't watch horror movies, right? Especially before bed, right? So that's what you want to stop doing, right? So you're going to go 30 days, no horror movies. And you want to replace it with something else that gives you good dreams, right? Okay, cool. So we took care of that. Who else has bad dreams? Why you have bad dreams? You watching horror movies too? Don't watch horror movies. You don't find out why you have bad dreams. Oh, okay. You want to say something? Okay. What about? Oh, you like to watch people's dumb decisions. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So, not reaching goals. That's a good. So, that goes in line kind of with doing something new. Not reaching goals, though, is most of the time because you haven't committed. If you're not reaching the goals, it's because you are not 1,000% committed. Because no matter what comes your way, you should still have that laser sharp focus to reach your goals. 
Who has problems finishing things? You start something, you get excited, and you don't finish. It becomes overwhelming, right? So you have to break it down in bite-sized goals. You can't look and say, oh, I'm gonna go and buy a building. I'm gonna buy a four-unit building, and this is what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna do it in 60 days. And you ain't got, you got bad credit, no money, no knowledge about it. And yeah, that might be your goal, but your timeline might be unrealistic. You haven't gotten the wisdom and knowledge with it. You haven't broken it down to bite-sized goals. Fix your credit, pay off those bills. Make more money. Find someone that's gonna teach you the ropes so you don't get in yourself in a, in a bind where you're overwhelmed. Oh, I done told everybody I'm gonna do this and that's not gonna happen. You have to be a finisher and you have to finish small things first. If you're not faithful in the least, you can't be ruler over much. You have to finish the small things. It might just be finishing cleaning your room. And I'm not talking about stuffing things under the bed and in the closet. That's not being a finisher. I'm talking about doing a top to bottom cleaning of your room. Does anyone ever even finish that? You can't even, if you can't finish that, you can't finish nothing. Start off something small. Challenge yourself with little bite-sized goals that you can reward yourself with. Whenever I finish a room, I light a candle. Oh, I love candles, but I can't light the candle until I finish cleaning that room. Right. That's, yeah, that's a goal. That's something that you can reward yourself with. Another way to reach your goal, you need a buddy. You need to talk to somebody. Tell them their goal. Find someone that has already accomplished that goal. Another reason you're not finishing because you don't have all of the, the pieces to the puzzle. It might, when I was writing my book, I never had self-published. I never wrote a book before, but I had an auntie who did and was a bestseller. And I bugged her so bad every day. I grumbled and I called her like, I don't know what I'm doing, help. And she had a publisher for her first two books. She did her third one herself. But she didn't even know some of the stuff that's going on now, 2019. So I had to do my research. And I had to find people online that had done the same thing and did not mind sharing their wisdom with me. So sometimes it takes some research to be able to finish your goal. But you can finish anything you put your mind to, but most of the time it's because you're not committed, you have an unrealistic timeline, and you do not have the, the right knowledge. Y'all, um, what else um, would y'all say to them about finishing their goals? and really like setting themselves up for success when it comes to goals. Um, one thing that helps me finish and achieve my goals is creating a calendar on my phone. Um, I use Google Calendar for everything. Um, if I know by Friday I need to release an event or if I need to have my house clean, I know I give myself the time. Like if I say on Sunday I'm clean, I'm gonna be done by four. If I don't be done by four, that means I don't need to do what I need to do, what I want to do in the next in the next few hours. But using that calendar and using the timeline is so helpful for me. Like I make goals every week, every day. I try to do something each and every day to help me, you know, um, progress and move forward with my goals. Yes. Every day, daily goals. Daily goals. Daily goals. So really, if you can break that down, twenty-four hours a day. You should have goals every day. Yeah. Mm. Even if it's something small. Mm -hmm. Even if it's something that's checking right. off, right? Right. Um, I don't you have somebody to work with you for, but for self, like your home, your errands, 
those things I need to kind of jack some things out. Even bills. Sometimes we forget to pay them bills too. We'd be like, okay, the light bill off. Like you can be coming out the light off. Like, right, well, and then you know, even your car knows if anybody in here, you know, have that. Um, that helps too, like the better said, have a calendar. Again, I do little notes and or I have it here and sometimes I forget, but it's, it's, it's good to be organized and set some goals, writing a diary. TJ Maxx got a um, cheap seat train going in, get you the five dollar diary, or a little planner, and write those things right. Come on, don't, don't sleep on sitting at um, <laughs> Don't sleep on city trends, but we have, in that store, I mean, we got some journals, we have some planners, um, and get you one and write some things down that's gonna keep you organized. That to know where you are, to be able to locate yourself and know what your weaknesses are, things that you have to strengthen on making yourself a finisher, on keeping those things at the front of your, your mind. And I'm the same way. Like, with bills, I had to put them on auto pay. I got too much going on. The only one I can't put on auto pay is the water. And I have to literally make myself a reminder when that happens. But yeah, um, have a system. Be organized. We're going to do one more, and then I have a activity for y'all. We're going to take a break while y'all do this activity. But the activity um, is a cheer, a confidence cheer. We're going to talk about confidence when we come back. But every table has to create a confidence cheer. But the, the, the thing is, we're going to bring a little wild and out in. We have words that you have to use. So everybody is going to get a volunteer. I need um, each table should choose just one slip. Each slip has a silly word and a serious word. Let me pick one, just to give y'all an example. And you have to use it in your cheer. So like this silly word, this silly word is M, and this serious word is confidence. So you have to put the silly word and the serious word in your cheer, and you already know y'all gonna be performing these cheers. And V and Daybella are going to judge y'all, and the, the table that wins gets prizes. Okay, so we're gonna take a break, y'all. Do y'all cheer, and we'll be back. Why not 
do it and make money from it. So I literally, people been calling me left to right, wanting to do their birthday. So I'm like, well, this is the thing. Let me just hop on and just ride it. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, guys, if you haven't followed her page, it's super dope, super amazing work. Like, I don't know how anyone can be disappointed. I'm like, I need to use you for my next event. Yes, please call me. Don't yes, yes, so I just want to ask a couple of questions. How do you stay consistent throughout your business? Um, being consistent is the key with my business. Um, like we were uh, talking about earlier, creating goals. Every month, um, me and my business partners, or even myself and my um, friends, we create goals. So I say I want to do like two events a day. Right. I mean, two events a month. I make it happen. And I, 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 I make it happen. Yeah. So with that being said, like basically just creating goals, creating a calendar, right. making it happen, executing, planning, and prepping for what you are doing. Right. So how were you able to find like the confidence to stay on track to actually pursuing these different business ventures? And what advice would you give a girl who actually is interested in, you know, entrepreneurship but don't have like the confidence to actually pursue or launch the business? That's a good one. Confidence is um very important yes. when it comes to being an entrepreneur because you have to you have to know your words. Right. You have to know <laughs> People have to know what they're paying for or what they're getting out of whatever you're doing. Right. So being confident to me, I actually struggled with that at the beginning of my um, career because I was so afraid of how people would take my business. Me too, yes. But basically, um, I'm going to be honest, just going for it, networking. Networking helped me build confidence. Like re um, going to events and meeting new people, it really helped me build my people skills and build my confidence because they take on, they feel, they feed off your energy. So if you are confident about what you do and what you got going on, they gonna take you serious. Right. So that's how I pretty much learned. Yeah. And that's that's the advice I can tell um, a young adult if they're wanting to be, you know, in the entrepreneurship of industry. Just network and make affirmations every morning. I used to write on my mirror with lipstick, like, you are beautiful, you are everything, this, that, and the third. So that really helped me gain my confidence. Yeah, I love it, I love it. So for those who are interested in connecting with you, matter of fact, when is the next Lady to Brunch event? Oh, Lady to Brunch, we are having an event in January. Okay, amazing. Um, yes, um, I think it's January 19th. Okay. It's really basically like a, like a vision board party. It's just to kick off the year um, and just create goals. Yeah. Oh yes, the way you can contact me is at, on my social media Instagram at Daybella with two Y's, um, Ladies Who Brunch Atlanta.com, Ladies Who Brunch AT on Instagram, and the Bella Experience on Instagram. Make sure you guys follow me and check me out. I will. Thank you so much, Daybella. It was great talking to you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Two. Okay. People that it's like, woo! 
You, got, you don't want to yell at them because they know you from young. They know you. They know the Vina from trying to get here. So now once I'm here and still evolving and it's only the beginning for me, I got rules and regulations. Right. You got boundaries. I got boundaries. I, I, I know what I want and I know how I see my work and I know how I see my vision. So right. Yeah. Yes, I love it. I love it. So how can people find you and support you? You look awesome. You're funny as hell. Thank you so much. You already know right now we're filming The Wild and Out. It's going to be my fifth season. Congratulations. Yes. So season 15 is going to be lit. Um, and you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on VH1. You can find me on BT. We're going to find you everywhere. everywhere. Let's All right. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much, baby, for having me. So Thank beautiful. you. Thank you. <laughs> The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.